KGNU Community Radio for the Front Range and beyond. I'm excited to be welcoming some guys from a fabulous group called Free Radicals. They're piped in from Houston, Texas right now. Uh, Why don't y'all say hello and you can kind of introduce yourselves just so we can get a feel for who's on the call. Maybe starting with you, Obi-Ike. All right, then. My name is OBDK Kamau. Uh, I used to actually teach at Metro State College of Denver, and I'm on this white power outage. It's called America is a Lie. My name is Nosa, uh, or no surprise, from Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm on the song Cash Out with Free Radicals. Uh, yeah, just like super excited to, to plug in with the Colorado family and reconnect with Nick and all the guys on White Power Outage. My name is Equality. I'm one of the artists on the album. I'm a poet, also an MC. It's a, a dope album. I, I would encourage everyone to, to check it out, man, from start to finish. My name is Nick. I'm the drummer and producer with Free Radicals. And uh, yeah, I'm really here. Uh, glad to be here. Like we've had so much love from Colorado, from the radio stations, from the University of Denver, where they recently had uh, myself and Karina and the style come on to talk about um, music and activism and how they come together. And uh, of course, shout out to Fast Forward up there in uh, Colorado, a former Free Radical who's up there. and. Uh, Right on. So yeah, four of you on the call today, but the band as it stands is much larger than that, right? Can we hear a little background just on where you're coming from and the history of the group? Because I know it extends pretty far back and is full of a lot of characters. Um, So you're only just a fraction of who, who you can hear on the Free Radicals record. White power outage, white coward tower, the supreme over hours, wiped out and pies, bowed at the demon and demon cross of bohemian, weaning them off the power, feeding them our job, beating them back, our media rap, how we see what we see, we say freaking them, sin city, anime-ish, legion sleep, screaming them terroristic, believing whatever mystic, appeasing fair weather widgets of evils in every district. Aquí estamos, mi gente, dando la cara de frente. Ya no esperamos que nos rescaten. Si esperamos, no vienen. Te aseguro, es tiempo a dedicarle a esto. Nuestra libertad no llega fácil, no cae desde el cielo. Ya no es tiempo para temar, ya no lo hay que pensar. Ahorita mismo hay que despertar con todas tus fuerzas. Porque el tiempo es ahora para pararte y pelear. Si no, nada va a cambiar. Yeah, Free Radicals has always had a lot of guests and we've always had, um, you know, huge numbers of musicians on all of our eight albums. And we've always tried to collaborate with different people in the community, different types of artists. So um, we uh, play shows for break dancers or we back up rappers or play for poetry events. So in these ways, we ended up working with NOSA. We ended up working with Equality. NOSA hosts all kinds of cool uh, fundraisers. Um, for uh, using breakdancing and using music to raise money for school supplies. So we've been doing that with him for uh, like decades now, it seems. And, uh, and then uh, same uh, quality uh, has hosted all kinds of poetry uh, events. And uh, I've been, you know, we've been glad to be part of that as well. And uh, we know also Obadike from uh, working over on, uh, in radio here. So uh, yeah, we've had long partnerships uh, with lots of folks and uh, this album, you know, since we're focusing on hip hop and spoken word and vocalists, 
whereas most of our albums are more instrumental, it really gave us a chance to uh, collaborate with uh, folks like Nosa and Obadike, who we've always wanted to collaborate with, and uh, and then to bring back our, our longtime uh, recording buddies like uh, Colin. So going back to 1996, your your career spans through those eight albums that you mentioned. Um, I remember I caught y'all back in, I think, 2017, that one you put out called Outside the Comfort Zone. Um, and, it, you know, I'm a jazz head. And I remember from the very first minute that I heard that, it was just like, what is this? It's definitely not coming from your kind of traditional jazz player background they they've got something going on here and all the tracks are really concise and pack a punch for sure and um it's instrumental for the most part but it seems to be intensely imbued with all of these messages and flavors and then i think that when i caught you this year for your more recent album entitled white power outage um obviously those message are much more front and center with the vocalists spelling it out you you guys don't seem to strike me as uh, people who were formerly going out to brunch in the off years and then just kind of got invigorated by politics in the recent years since like 2016. Um, so I'm wondering, in, throughout all of these albums that you've put out in the past, what compels you to kind of put them together and, and record and make, make a statement? Uh, well, I, I think um, it's, you know, a connection to like what's going on in the street because we just we happen to play a lot of street protests and uh, we um, play, you know, different types of events. So we might be playing a funeral one day and a party the next day, a fundraiser the next day. Of course, we're not really playing very much at all right now, but um, we're jamming on the lawn. So that's that's still pretty happening. The lawn jams. But um, yeah, when you're playing the street protests and all that, you get to hear a lot about, you know, what people are um, concerned about them. We became the, the band that people call when there's going to be a street protest. And uh, But yeah, we've always been involved in uh, different issues and um, had, yeah, I mean, I think if you're kind of in touch a little bit, like it might seem like you're predicting something. So when we put out our first album in 96, we were talking about the rising tide sinks all and talking about Iraq and war and Middle East and stuff like that. And of course, the, the big Iraq war started in uh, 2002, 2003. So we were like several years before that, but there was another Iraq war before that one too. So as long as you were paying attention to it, you know, it wasn't anything, it wasn't like we were, you know, predicting the future. And same with in 2012, we put out an album called The Freedom Fence to make fun of borders and uh, separation walls. And uh, of course that later became Trump's slogan four years later, you know, build the, build the wall, whatever, Mexico's going to pay for it. But it wasn't like we were predicting the future, we were already well aware of what was going on at the border in Texas and what's going on in the border between Israel and Palestine and, um, you know, same companies building those walls often. So, um, yeah, it's, it's uh, I think uh, that that's what our messaging comes down to. And for White Power Outage, I mean, the interesting thing about it is that when we first proposed the name like six, seven years ago, a lot of people were like, ah, I don't know, White Power Outage, that sounds a little in your face and it has those words white power in it and people were kind of like hesitant or whatever but then you know as we got closer to finishing up the album everybody wanted to jump on it because everybody realized they, yeah we got to deal with white power right now like it became more urgent but yeah i'd love to hear what the other guys have to say about the same question 
Well, I think that uh, music has always been like a vehicle for for change, and it's always been a, a, a voice that that can convey a lot of messages, and and just like a, a nice avenue for people to discover things that they haven't necessarily uh, known or hasn't been talked about in media. I mean, like. I grew up, my, my family's Nigeria, Nigerian, and so I grew up to, you know, like Fela and these people that had like really strong political beliefs that they, that they put into music, you know? And then growing up in Houston, like even like listening to like punk rock, like Reagan era stuff or like Public Enemy, these people that, that had like really strong like social political views that, that were able to reach a wider area, wider uh audience just through music you know and i think us as musicians us as artists have not necessarily a responsibility but we have the opportunity to open a dialogue to to bring messages and to bring perspective to um things that might not necessarily be talked about you know let's close that gap and then we cash it now so what you gamble with your money or your life because you know they take it both they ain't even thinking twice Three strikes, private prison, put a price on my people serving life. Yo, this pope is cold as ice. No nice way to sing it. Wait a minute, I can't think with that pistol in my face. So they say if you just listen, you'll be safe. Huh. You people always make it about race. Police drawn on my people like we easels. So I don't need no lesser of two evils. We need to separate churches, stay sure they hate. Police murder rape, put us at that pearly gate. Inequity, we know what that's about. Let's close that income gap and then we cash in out. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I think um, free radicals are in the, in the spirit of that uh, socio-political activism being displayed in the music, but also in the actions. So I was thrilled to be a, a part of this effort. Yeah, and... Uh, you all play, play on some standout tracks on the album. Just to speak to the album itself, you know, I don't know if any of y'all have it in front of you, but you can probably remember what it looks like. Um, I'm looking at it right now, and the artwork yeah. is, is also a statement unto itself, and I can describe it to some extent for the listeners at home right now. It's, it's this massive ironclad machine uh, with orange-faced, yellow-haired guy plastered across the front of it. And there's all of these kind of business attire people who are decking the the tops of it. And it's got these these massive crane-like arms that are ripping trees out of the ground and holding cages. And then there's all these kind of barricades of of more business suits kind of blocking this crowd, this huge crowd. And And the crowd is the only group of people who look like they're they're more working class and have different ethnic heritages and things like that there's a sign holding up some someone says yabasta you know enough already uh there's there's all this stuff and then of course they're pulling the plug they're pulling the plug to this giant generator of sorts um and my guess is that that generator is plugged into uh the big the big white power 
machine, which also, I don't know if this is true, but it looks like it has swastikas on the, on the grids of the wheels. So obviously it's a, it's a lively, it's a lively cover, just like a lot of your stuff from the past. And it's cartoonish and exaggerated, but has so much going on. And I think that speaks to the music itself, you know, out of all the, the tracks on them, they are jammed. I couldn't believe how, how heavy some of these tracks are coming in at like a minute and a half. And yeah, so first off, I just want to applaud the effort. Just say y'all did a really great job and cover so many issues too. It, it, uh, I love the covers uh, and uh, not just this one for a white power outage, but the ones in the past like you referenced. And it kind of reminds me of the old school Funkadelic covers back in the uh, late 70s and early 80s. Uh, just a whole like encyclopedia of stuff is, is included in the covers. So yeah, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real, uh, you know, dense depiction of what the album speaks to. Yeah, it matches the music quite well. And like Nosa mentioned, uh, Fela Kuti before, definitely reminiscent of his artistry um, on each album cover where it, it was an encyclopedia. You had to have all of these references. There were murals with so much detail that just looking at it kind of transported a person into these messages that were gonna be uh, spoken to musically. So yeah, really, really great stuff. And in passing the torch to the next generation of doers and shakers out there, I'm wondering, each of you have been involved in activism and in music making for a long time now. I'm wondering if you could share any messages to the next generation who uh, is inspired to respond and change with the times and do it consistently because I'm sure that you receive backlash and over the course of your career, you've probably been restricted in some ways about what, what you could say or where you could play and things like that. And you definitely ruffle feathers. So, so what, what could you say to someone who's inspired to do something similar down the line? Yeah, I, I guess I'll just go first to mention that, yeah, like we are um, hitting a lot of pushback right now. So, I mean, uh, on Spotify, for example, their algorithms, they have different types of algorithmic playlists. Like we, we can't get onto certain things because of our content. Facebook limits us in uh, all kinds of different ways because of our content. So we're not allowed to advertise um, certain things that mention the album title, things like that. So um, yeah, there's a lot of different types of uh, restrictions that uh, uh, we come up against, but uh, you know, man, like, there's, there's so many forums for our music and so many people that have, have welcomed us into their communities. You know, it's an honor to be able to go and, and play for music for all these different communities and, you know, when they, when they need musical support and to raise money for all these incredible causes. So, um, you know, I think that as, as long as we approach oppressed communities with respect and like with our ears open, you know, we're going to we're going to hear about stuff. You don't have to be a political science expert. You know, if you're part of a community where people are getting deported out of your community or getting incarcerated or getting shot, you know, while they're walking unarmed around, you're going to hear about it. You know, you don't have to be uh, a Ph.D. to hear that. You just have to be connected. You know, I think one thing that artists have to do, because ultimately you do make art for an audience 
but you have to be uh, satisfied, or I, I think you should be satisfied with yourself. You have to be in tune with what you're doing if you're not, uh, you know, just coming up with some commercials. And you're gonna get pushed back. And I mean, what we're dealing with is power. What we're criticizing is power. And so people utilize that power that's connected with what we're criticizing to try to minimize the criticism. So you, I, I just think you have to be uh, satisfied yourself with what you're doing. And if nobody else hears it or nobody else likes it, if you can relate to what has come out of your heart and your mind, then that, that's ultimately uh, the bottom of what you should build from. That's great, man. I think that uh, the artists have a uh, responsibility above anything is just to be authentic to themselves and just to be honest with themselves. And I think if you make music from an honest place and you're honest and you're authentic, sincere to what you believe as a musician, as an artist is, is uh, one, of, one of the biggest responsibilities we have. Well, you know, I just want to thank you all so much for being here on this call and of course for uh keeping it real and being out there in the streets and uh we've got part two of that album coming to us later this year in the summer we're hoping and with that i just want to really just send gratitude and thanks to you guys for your courage and your empathy and the great artistic work that you're doing out there in the world absolutely thanks, thanks for having us Peace. Thanks a lot, man. Peace. Peace.